You're listening to Tarot Visions. You lucky devil. Hey, Jamie. Hey, Rose. How's it going? Not bad. Um, hey, so, um... I like your t-shirt today. Oh, hey, thank you. I got it from Heatherly Navarra. She is the owner of the Boston Tea Room. Well, you know, I was thinking about having some tea, and, and well, I just happen to have some, so... <laughs> oh, hey, look at that. Me, too. So I guess we might want to try and do some tea readings and, and see if we can conjure anybody to talk to. Because mm. I know there's this one reader there that was really energetic and wonderful at uh, Reader Studio. Let's see if we can, you know, do we have enough... I don't know, oomph and, and vivaciousness to bring her around, do you think? I would think we do. The question is, I think I have too much tea in my mug to, to read um, the leaves yet. Is that a problem? Uh, yeah, you might want to drink a little bit more. <sighs> okay, I'm going to start chugging. All right, ready? All right, let, let do it go. Mm. Oh, my gosh. That was fast. Uh, chugging tea. Okay. Ooh, that's a new one. All right, are you ready? Yeah, let's do this. Okay, one, two, three. Um, uh, I see a dark splotch. I see some letters. Really? Yep. One is, looks like an, uh, well, it looks like a V, if I'm lucky. And then an R and uh, kind of an E and an A, but I'm not sure on the last couple. Really? You think You're that'll be enough? That? Um, I'm, I'm hoping. Be enough? Well, wait, I, I see a couple of smaller splotches. Do you think we should just ask her to come in and tell us what this thing says? Yeah. I, v, v. V. We oh, need v. your help. Hi, guys. Woo. <laughs> or at least we're going to pretend it did. Yes. <laughs> Hello, my dear. Welcome so, to Eurovisions. Thank you so much. I hear you guys over there spilling tea, and you know that's what I do. Uh, well, yeah, we do. So. <laughs> I figured we'd ask the expert, because we're obviously not. <laughs> yes. But that's okay. It's another skill we all need to learn. <sighs> so welcome to Tarot Visions, and, and thank you for staying up late and, and chatting with Jamie and I. Oh, my gosh. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm completely honored. And just, yeah, this is awesome sauce. I'm so excited. Well, I know we have a bunch of questions to ask, so I'm going to let Jamie go first, and then I'll go second, and then... We'll just kind of throw things at you and then see where we go. So All right. I just wanted to kick it off by tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, I, you read tea leaves, you read tarot, you do Lenormand. You teach. You teach. You do all these awesome stuff. You're at the Boston Tea Room. I mean, that's pretty dang awesome in itself. So tell us about yourself. What, how what you is, got started. Yes. Okay. So um, for those that know me or don't know me, I am V. Um, I am at the Boston Tea Room in Ferndale, Michigan. Um, I have actually stalked the shop for quite a few years before I actually started working there. It was my, um, a place of, of solace. It was where I needed to go and just kind of chill. I got rare, I got readings very rarely. Um, Heatherly was my reader. And, but I would just go and just soak up the energy and the atmosphere of being there. And so um, one day sitting down with Heatherly, she's like, so you know you can do this, right? And I didn't tell anybody that, you know, I read cards. <laughs> wow. And she said, so um, when are you going to come work for me? 
And I was like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> and so fast forward to a, a, that was, oh my gosh, I can't even tell you how many years ago that was, but fast forward to about almost four years ago, mm-hmm. um, I gave her a call and I said, I'm ready. I would love to sit down and, and practice on you if you wouldn't mind and you give me a critique and let me know how it goes. Mm -hmm. And she allowed me to do that. And not long after that, she called me and she said, okay, yeah, we want to put you on schedule. So that's how I started at the tea room. But before that, picked up a pack of cards, Mm -hmm. probably when I was mm, 17, 18 in college Mm -hmm. and a book and taught myself and haven't put it down since. That's fantastic. I have to ask what was the, the deck and what was the book? The original Rider Waite, mm-hmm. um, and the book. Ugh. Oh my gosh! I it might have been just like um, it wasn't the Idiot's Guide. It was the other one with the white cover. Um, uh, there's the Absolute Beginner's Guide to yes. Tarot. Okay, that might have been it. Yes, yes, it wasn't the Idiot's Guide. It wasn't the the Tarot for Dummies. I think it was the one with the white cover. The Absolutely Beginners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's where I started. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> And um, so, yeah, but, but I've always been a little off kilter. You know, I, my, my biggest claim to fame is I went to, I went to Shrine of the Little Flower mm-hmm. Catholic School uh-huh. here in the city. And we had a field day and I brought my Ouija board. This is eighth grade. Nice. Nice. So the nuns were like, yeah, no. <laughs> and I could understand, like, well, everybody else has a game. Like, I don't understand why I can't bring this. And it was a big to-do, but that's been, like, I have a Ouija board for Christmas. And, yeah, so it's always the unknown and the mystical mm-hmm. has always been a part of my life. So, so let's just graduate it. <laughs> do, do you consider yourself a psychic then? Um. I go back and forth between the whole psychic and intuitive. intuitive. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the line is blurred. Sometimes there's a distinct definition between the two. Mm-hmm. Honestly, when I wake up in the morning, it depends on how I feel and, and what how strong things are coming to me. Is I call myself one or the other. So gotcha. I, 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 I kind of bend with that, with that word. <laughs> hey, that works for me. And, and, and me as well. Um, so you take this journey of picking cards and when you're 17 and 18 and you start reading, what was one of the first experiences that you remember uh, and you're willing to share uh, with the cards that just went, okay, this is, this is something I can do just for myself or with your friends. What was that moment reading um, where it clicked for you? Hmm. I have to say, I, I really, um, in college, just reading for like my roommates, mm-hmm. just on day to day things, like, you know, passing a test, um, if, you know, a guy like one of us, those kind of things. And it might have been um, a friend of mine was having some issues with her family. And she was like, can you just throw some cards? And I'm like, look, man, I'm just in the beginning stages. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what I'm looking for. I don't know. And she was like, it doesn't matter. Just, just go. And so I did a reading, and it was very, like, Celtic cross, a very spotty, you know, this card means this, mm-hmm. this card means this, nothing blending, nothing, anything. And probably about maybe a week or two later, she came back, and she was like, okay, so everything you said was right. And I was like, eh, nice. nah. And she was like, no, really. And I'm like, 
Yeah. Okay. It was all coincidence. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm, a, I'm a Taurus. I'm a big, I'm a skeptic. That's mm-hmm. that part, you know, but I need the practical. I need to see it. I need a whole thing. Mm-hmm. But that was the first experience. I was like, there's a little more to this, you know, that I can do this. Um, it's something that was in my family, not necessarily card reading, um, but just um, uh, reading people was in my family. And, but this was the first time that I actually did something for myself and taught myself because there was no, you know, everyone's passed, passed on. So there was no one to ask to teach me. Okay. So this was my first kind of foray and in, in doing that reading. And I was just like, well, there may be something more here. You know, I've always been interested. Let me see where this goes. Right. And from there. Yeah. And just grew. It's awesome. Yeah. So would you consider yourself uh, divination curious as in you want to learn all the different types or do you have a particular um, focus on your where your divination aptitude lies in? I would love to do all the things, all the things. Gotcha. Um, but where I kind of settle and where I am right now is definitely tarot, uh, Lenormand. Um, I love astrology, um, numerology, um, and mediumship. That's usually, that's my, and me saying that's just, but those are the things that I hover around. I think that's a good, solid ground for a lot of covering a lot of different topics and everything. Mm -hmm. So your website and your your company, your personal thing is called Red Light Readings. What's the story behind that name? Because I love it. Um, So uh, before I started working at the Tea Room, I decided to come out of the quote-unquote closet and start reading publicly for people mm-hmm. just that I didn't know. And so on Facebook, I would just say, um, I started with, hey, I'm starting to learn, I'm reading cards and, you know, I'm, I'm looking for questions. You know, if anybody wants to have a question, just inbox me. And so that went on for a little while. And after a while, I would just say, the red light is on. And people <laughs> knew that that was the time to inbox me to have a question read. Mm. And that's where red light readings came from. <laughs> I love it. I was thinking something more sultry, like Amsterdam or something like that, where you do late night readings of all sorts of topics. That it, it's funny because it's the name coming from where it just very beginner, very mm-hmm. humble, very mm-hmm. you know, such regular, but it grew into all of that. So now it's like. I do do the late night readings. I do do the saucy readings. I do do the, you know, that kind of thing. So it kind of like I grew into the name itself, mm. even though it was already the name. <laughs> so it, it was there for you and you just kind of went, all right, now I can bless them. Exactly. Brilliant. Um, so when did you start teaching classes? Um, or what, what led you to teach classes? Let's start with that. Well, let's say I, I've always been a, a teacher. I'm actually a speech therapist. Oh, okay. So I um, I work in a school and teaching is, you know, it's always been something that I've, I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving into this field, it's, um, I actually taught my very first class in February of 2017. Um, wow. Yeah, it's, and heavily we had our staff meeting I think in January in the beginning of the year and she was talking about classes and she looked at me and she said so look Shabana um, and V she was like I want you to do um, a Lenormand class and I said oh okay well I really wasn't prepared to teach anybody anything and she said yeah you're ready so get yourself together and give me a date <laughs> and 
And if anybody knows Tackling, that's pretty much how it goes down. <laughs> yeah. uh, she she did that to me at, at Reader Studio. We'll talk about that separately. Yeah. Um, but that's how that's how she does. Yes. So I was like, okay. So it was January. I had until March, and I'm like, okay, great. I have time. And um, so February rolls around, and unfortunately, she you know lost her father, and she had to leave for the funeral. Right. And she said that you know it, I'm supposed to teach a beginner's tarot class. If anybody could take it over, I would be in in, in deepest gratitude. Um, if you want to make your own notes, that's great. If you need some notes, just let me know. And so I'm sitting there, like, my heart is beating and pounding, and I'm just like, and I just text and I said, you know what, my heart is pounding. I feel like I'm supposed to do this. I'm scared as shit, but I'm going to try. And she was just like, perfect. She's like, do you need notes? And I was like, nope, I want to do it on myself. And she was like, you can do it, rock it. And so before my Lenormand class, I actually stepped in to teach a tarot class. I think it was like two weeks before I actually had to teach it. Wow. And it was great. Like, I got a rush. The, the, everybody that showed up, they had a great time. They enjoyed it. I was able to give away um, one of Teresa Reed's coloring books as a raffle at mm-hmm. the end. So they enjoyed it. It was great. And so then in March, I was prepped for doing Lenormand. Every, and I had a couple of people that came from the tarot class that were just like, we don't even know too much about Lenormand, but you taught the last class and we loved it. So we're here for this one. That's nice. <laughs> awesome. You're gathering your following. That's your fan base. <laughs> So, and Lenormand went off a great, and so I'm supposed to teach a second Lenormand class um, June in June. And so. unfortunately, you're teaching it in where? Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Michigan. Yay. Lucky Michigan. <laughs> this is this is this is the 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 idea is okay. Look on the travel plans. When yep. can we go see and get to visit? But I'm, I want to expand. I want to, my, my goal was to, I wanted to teach a study group at Reader Studio next year. I think it's kind of on pause, so I'm still trying to figure out what that's, what that's looking like for me mm-hmm. um, and what to teach. And But I did do a round table, so that kind of, I did do something at Reader Studio. So I put right. myself out there in a small way. Um, and so, you know, eventually I, I want to um, send my proposal for the Northwest Tales and Post for Newt um, and, and, and travel and, and meet new people and see old friends and, and teach. So that's my goal. Brilliant. And you also need to remember there's also the uh, Pantheon that happens in February in San Jose in California. Just so you know. Wait, wait, see, I didn't know about that one. Okay, oh. well, we'll talk about that offline. Oh, yeah. Yes, so we'll get you there. <laughs> yeah, um, there's all sorts of stuff that you can do across the nation and around the world. So start feeding feeding that, that fan, that, that desire to teach. It's a, it's a, Once you catch the bug, I know I've found that I just want to do more and more. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Yes, yes. So what's your, what's your current favorite deck tarot-wise that you're using? Oh, that's such an unfair question. I, no, no, I just said currently. I know it's not your favorite overall of everything. It's just what are you using right now that you love right now? Um, See, that's why. It is, it's not the best thing ever. It's the one you're in love with right now. I can um, that, but I want to hear what you're, you're looking at. Right now, what I have in my purse is um, the Lioness Oracle Tarot. Ooh. Um, Alexandra, Alessandra, I can't think of her last name, but it was, it was a Kickstarter. Um, but it's very, I, I think it's very feminine. It has a lot of flowers. I'm not even a floral person, but very, it's a collage, uh, 
deck. Mm-hmm. Um, flowers and um, lots of lions, lots of cats, um, some, you know, just collage art. But it has like this strong um, female empowered, it, it reminds me of like reading with Beyonce. That's how that deck makes me feel. All right. Like, so that's what's in my purse right now because I'm working on um, strength. The strength card has been really big for me this year. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's the one that's in my purse. But I also just bought the Lion Strider, and that's amazing as well. So actually, two decks are in my purse, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> I think you fit right in here. I think we at least have one or two decks, and I, I keep a pack of stones in my bag. So yeah. yeah. And I wear a tarot spinner ring. So a tarot yes. with me every time I go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. V and I bonded over a reader studio with yeah. our rings. I mean, it's great. So there's a uh, store out there called Crit Success, C-R-I-T-S-U-C-C-E-S-S. And they spell, um, they sell, they spell, they sell spinner rings. And um, like for D&D and other like hit point type stuff. But they also have a three spinner tarot ring. And it's great because you cool. do readings on the fly and you can also spin it if you have a fidget habit like mm-hmm. I do. And I, I'll spin it and look at it and be like, okay, I need to do this right now or whatnot. Exactly. Neat. Exactly. So, V, I have a question. What types of readings do you like to um, – do you gravitate towards most? Do you have a particular style or a particular, like, client question? Um. Honestly, with my um, my current state of affairs, I am uh, recently divorced. It's been a year. Um, I find myself sitting in front, especially at the tea room, in front of women that are in marriages or relationships where they're not happy or they're not comfortable or there's just some element that, that they want to... Um, do other things with their lives, but there's this fear of either separation or even speaking out loud of what it is that you want to have in your life. So I find I have a lot of those women just sit themselves in front of me just by chance. And, you know, I talk a lot about self-care. I talk a lot about, you know, bringing your fears to the surface, confronting them, um, figuring out how to work through them. And I guess, of course, I never give the, um, the ideas or the answers to leave or to stay, I give, you know, that's up to whomever is there. But my main goal is to help that person or that woman um, open up their throat chakra and really speak and find their truth. You know? Um, So a lot of my readings have been that. Um, and just a lot of people that are, you know, following dreams that want to kind of step out but are afraid of losing the sense of security, whether that be a full-time job, whether that be, you know, getting kicked out of the nest and, and, and finding their own place. And it's just this, this whole transition of the fool of starting over. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of those readings, whether it be relationships or jobs or it's just starting over is the biggest thing that I see and that I get. Um, but of course, with it being saucy and red light readings, you know, I get, I love the tawdry readings that come in about boyfriends and, you know, is it another woman and all of those kind of things. You know, I don't watch reality TV, but that seems to kind it, of like <laughs> <laughs> that seems to kind of fuel it for me. Um, but yeah, those are the that's the the highest majority of readings that I get. A lot of starting over. 
So, Very empowering. Yeah. yeah so I, you said that you were a speech therapist. Yes. Do you think that has any sort of um, interplay with your tarot readings at all? Um, not necessarily. It's funny. Um, of course, there's a whole communication piece, mm-hmm. just in you know, just in general. Um, but helping others to speak clearly. So in my my nine to five, it's usually like articulation some language, mm-hmm. but then as it crosses over into tarot, it's like speaking your truth clearly. It's, you know, opening up your heart and speaking what's there and actually following it. So it kind of melds and molds and meshes together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the counseling classes that I took for, you know, my degree, they really lend in to the, counsel- the intuitive counseling that I do at the tea room and with red light readings. So there is this this flow that happens between my nine to five and my passion, I call it. Communication is my passion. And with mediumship, that's just communicating with people that are no longer sitting in front of us, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's communication as a whole. So then you, you're you bringing up mediumship. How did you decide to connect mediumship to your readings? Um, honestly, it's like I'm, I'm still working on it. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, I'm a very practical individual, and if I can't see it, I can't hold it, I can't taste it, it doesn't, I don't say it doesn't feel real, but it's just like I need that sense of grounding. Mm-hmm. And mediumship is the exact opposite of all of that. True. Um, and so, right now, in my medium, mediumship is a lot of, of practice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the end of a reading, I might say, you know, it's, just try to connect in and see if there's any messages that come, mm-hmm. you know, from the other side. But I use my cards as well to kind of give me a grounding base to start to talk about, you know, a family member or a situation based on what comes up in the cards. Um, but that's another thing that kind of started on Facebook. I was like, I want to practice. And I had a group and, you know, it started with picture reading and they would send me a picture and I just, my thumbs would literally take off on my phone mm-hmm. and it just incoherent I would it's like automatic texting so to speak mm-hmm. and then just send it off not reread it and then they come back and say oh my gosh you were spot on you know it was my grandfather he did this and this and I was just like okay there's something here mm-hmm. but then trying to practice and make it happen that's where I get stuck I can't make it happen right. so I'm not like an on-demand medium it mm-hmm. comes in <laughs> But I, I just don't get sessions of just mediumship because it's like the connection is broken. I don't know how to connect that part of it just yet. Yeah, I'm 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 in that same boat with you with, with that kind of stuff. It's like it it comes and then yes. and then it goes. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, but 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 yeah. <laughs> like you were just here. We were just friends. Why are you leaving me? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, but yeah, at the team room I get a. Um, I get a lot more practice with it because I'm, I don't want to say I'm forced into it, but when clients come in and they ask, I have to, you know, take that leap of faith and I have to jump when I would not necessarily do it on my own. Right. But when I'm working with clients, like I want to do it and they push me, which is amazing, you know, and then I'm, I'm I try it and it, it works and it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, working there definitely gives me certain nudges and pushes that I wouldn't necessarily do 
That's the one thing I've noticed about you and following you on different social media feeds and whatnot. It's the element of play and practice that you do where you uh, combine multiple different decks, Oracle and Charm-based and Tarot mm-hmm. in, and you just have this sense of play. How would mm-hmm. you... Um, <clears throat> excuse me, how would you recommend to others that you go around and you capture that sort of playful attitude when you're divining? Um, I guess uh, for me, I try not to take things too serious. Um, and I know you were in my round table and I said, you know, I'm, I call, I say I'm the laziest witch there is. Like, I do the I don't say do the bare minimum but it's I don't I I look at everything as play if I get too serious about it then it's not fun Mm -hmm. or then I'm thinking too hard or I'm doing too much and a lot of intuition comes when you're just kind of free-flowing and you're playful like a kid Mm -hmm. you know and so when you have that energy and you're willing to accept and just you know blend things and mold things and see how this thing works and it's being curious like a child Mm -hmm. and putting all that together, it turns into play, but then you get the most amazing readings out of it because you weren't, you know, strict or stringent. You didn't hold yourself to this sense of rigidity that I can only do it this way, mm-hmm. you know? So by opening up the playground for different things, you just get different elements that you probably would have never gotten if you were just a straight and narrow tunnel vision. This is all I use and this is how I go. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it totally does. And that's such a yeah. great answer. I love it because, you know, uh, tarot originated as a um, a game. And so mm-hmm. a lot of us sometimes forget that it was yeah. play rather first rather than serious divining and questioning and answering second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And really, yeah. sometimes it just needs to be fun and relaxing. Yes. And it's, it's funny because even in the classes that I teach, um, I get I, before I taught him, I would get nervous. I'm like, people are going to come on and they want to know history. They want to know where does it come from. They want to know the background. And honestly, I don't care about the history of things. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds awful. No, but no. I don't care about the history. <laughs> you want you're a here and now person. That's, that's, there's here. nothing wrong with that. And now, so and, and I felt. And I, I have some things that I'll talk about, you know, the, the basics of history. And I'm like, okay, that's all you're going to get. Let's get into reading the cards. That's what I want you guys to take away from this. Mm-hmm. I want you guys to feel confident. I want you guys to have fun. I want you guys to play and feel as though you can do this. That's what I, I, I teach. Mm-hmm. So the history part of it, and that helps to kind of X out the, the rigidity of it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a play. Where are we right now? And how can we make this work? Yeah, I'm wishing. I'm really wishing I lived closer. <laughs> road trip, Rose. We can take yeah. a road trip. I think that's what we're going to have to do. It sounds good. <laughs> so where do you see yourself going next? What what new thing do you want to try? Um, that's a very good question because I actually, was, I actually did a reading for myself on my lunch hour at work about – you know, what do I want for red light readings? And I sometimes I feel bad because it, it takes a, a dive during the school year because I'm so busy with work. Mm-hmm. Um, but the summer is like, I'm free. I can do all the readings. I can promote all the things. I can have all these new ideas. Mm-hmm. Now that summer's getting ready to come and me having the time, I'm like, okay, so what am I doing this summer? What am I adding? 
And so I'm charming and I'm, you know, throwing charms and I'm flipping cards and um, this intuitive counseling piece mm-hmm. keeps coming up for me. Because um, like I said, I do it with clients at the tea room, mm-hmm. but taking on clients, not just for a reading, mm-hmm. but for a stint of time to help them work through um, situations or obstacles or boundaries or fears. Um, and so I've kind of, I've been playing with that a little bit today to see is that, is that what I want to do, you know, to teach in, in, in a smaller setting in that way for myself. Um, so I'm still playing around with that to see how that feels, um, how that sits, mm-hmm. what I would like it to, what I want in the, the, the grand scheme of what I want it to look like, what I want my clients to be able to get from it. Mm-hmm. And then what I can bring to it, you know, in the, in I don't think am I qualified to help in that way. So I'm still still playing around with where that goes. Definitely more mediumship, more mediumship, more mediumship. Um, yeah, that's that's the that's the biggest thing for me right now. And more promotion. Um, I don't want to necessarily revamp my my website, but I feel like it needs a it needs a, a makeover, a little bit of an upgrade, a little something needs to change. A refresh. Yes. Yeah. So. And then, of course, you'll still be reading out um, the Boston Tea Room and teaching there as well, right? Yes. Yes. I love when the summer comes because then I can just, I can spend my time there. And and Heather loves it because she's just like, we need you on the schedule. And I'm like, I just have weekends right now. I I promise when the summer comes, I'll be there during the week. So I, I get excited when I get to be there more than, you know, every other weekend. So. Definitely. Definitely. And the ladies I work with are just awesome. Talk about female empowerment. Oh, they are just, it's a, it's a handful of ladies that are just amazing in their own right. Everybody has a different thing that they bring to the table. And we all just kind of like are in awe of each other. And we all get together. The energy is crazy, crazy, crazy. So I'm ready to get back to that. <laughs> Sounds like a fantastic and fun place to hang out at. Sounds like, like oh your, your summer retreat location. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I need this break. It's a break to work again. Brilliant. Well, I guess we, we know where we can find you. Can I ask you, can you give us your website one more time? Sure. My website is www.redlightreadings.com. And on it, we can find all of the things to get a hold of you, to get readings with you, to schedule time, to figure out when your next class is, correct? Yes, everything is there. The Contact Me um, tab has all the places where I, I can say I swing cards and blow minds all across the web mm-hmm. and the net and all of my um, Facebook and Instagram and all that kind of good stuff is there as well. And I know your Instagram is, is lovely to follow because I follow it <laughs> Well, thank you very much for joining us tonight. I know it's a little late, and we really appreciate your yes. time and stealing you away from from sleep. Yes, <laughs> thank you so much. You are so fun, and we loved having you on. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. I am completely honored, and I can't wait to hang out with you guys very, very soon. Yay. I'm putting that in here. I'm putting Yay. that in here. You got it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Jamie, for spending some time with me. And, and, and letting me be goofy and, and, and uh, make tea. 
always. It's always fun to have tea time with you ladies. Cheers. 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 Thank you for listening to Tarot Visions, a podcast for the modern oracle. To keep the conversation going, please find us on Facebook at Tarot Visions US or follow us on Twitter at Tarot underscore Visions.